Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Everybody, Bob Stoffer and Brendan S. Scott with you. It's a Tuesday. That means we've got Mark Spector as well for the horses and horse racing Alberta. It is uh, currently 106 in Edmonton. We'll tell you that the second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex. We wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. And uh, we will tell you that uh, guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Now open for takeout orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. As we bring back aboard Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing, Alberta, the horses remain open uh, and uh, remain in training and continue receiving the utmost in care. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. Uh, Dave Tippett is... Just about to do his uh, coach's availability. We're not sure in the lineup. Uh, obviously, Mike Smith's going to start. Wouldn't surprise me if Evan Bouchard is in the lineup. We re-engage Mr. Specter. Spec, how are you? Doing well, Bobby. Uh, lots of really good texts coming in. I do want to get to one from KJAM here. Uh, just on the whole situation with Wilson, then we'll circle back to the orders. It's a multifaceted issue. The refs don't call the game tight enough to punish teams by putting them on the PK. And the Department of Player Safety doesn't punish players across the line enough after the fact either. Those departments need to reform or bring back the goons, remove the instigator penalty, and let them uh, do their job. And then KJM adds... I'm for reform, personally. <laughs> so, interesting. Uh, there you go. Uh, I guess I, I don't think we're going to see the one-dimensional tough guy uh, make a return to the NHL anytime soon. But it is a, an inter- well, and, and, and there's a degree of truth to what he's saying, Mark. Well, there is for sure. I mean, the formation of the Department of Player Safety, I always kind of equate it with Rule 48, right? The headshot rule. When we finally, when hockey finally decided that okay, and, and I'm not saying that this has been a rule that's been unilaterally called correctly and all that. It's not what I'm saying, but they did. You know, I think it was it was uh, was it Mike Richards uh, was hitting guys. It was Colby Armstrong was hitting guys. It was that around the net hit in the head that lots of guys were throwing. Rafi Torres was in there, and they devised Rule 48 to try to get concussions, you know, severe concussions out of the game. And with that came the Department of Player Safety. So. 
Your caller is right, Bob. If they're going to devise the player of the Department of Player Safety, they're going to get legislate fighting basically out of the game. There's so few fights. You're going to try to get rid of headshots. You need the player Department of Player Safety to be strong and effective. If they're not effective, now no one's policing the game, right? And as we watched today in the Tom Wilson situation, no one's policing the game. The Rangers don't have an answer for the guy because they're not supposed to need one. So player safety and George Peros either do the job or move aside, right, and let everybody get someone who will do the job. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to give Al May his rep coming up at uh, 135 today, longtime Washington Capitals broadcaster. And Tom Wilson is, you know, that's one of his players from his organization. And Al was a guy who did some of that. Uh, what did Pat Quinn call it? The dirt in the game. God rest his soul. Spec yep. switching, switching focus. So when we went to break, uh, we ran the clip uh, early in the show about uh, how this team is different now versus maybe the, the playing series against Chicago. We talked about coaching and management. Uh, you know, the, the coach has uh, put some, the, the orders do play with structure. They're ninth in the league in goals against. They're fifth in the league in save percentage. They've moved up to 13th in penalty kill. Uh, all those numbers have been on the rise since the three and six start. To put things in perspective, Mark, Edmonton started at one point when they were nine and eight. They had an 895 save percentage. And I said at that time, the orders have to get to 905 to make the playoffs. Well, they're at 9-13. I did not envision them to getting to ninth in the league in goals against or having the fifth-best save percentage in the NHL. To me, part of that's the goaltenders. Part of that's the structure. Mike Smith's been a huge part of the story. With that, with that, Mark, uh, do you remember the old Emory Edge Award? Oh, yeah. Charlie Huddy owned that baby, didn't he? He won. He the, ver- <laughs> the, the They actually, for the listeners that are maybe too uh, young to remember this, at one time the league plus-minus award was awarded the Emory Edge Award, and Charlie Huddy was the first winner in the 1982-83 season. Now, they obviously did plus-minus before. Bobby Orr in 1970-71 went plus 124. Larry Robinson in 1976-77 when the Canadians were, I mean, Canadians beat Boston, as many of you know, in the 71 playoffs. The Canadians won the Cup in 76-77. Larry Robinson went plus 120 that season. Uh, Last year, Ryan Graves from Colorado led the league plus 40. You and me had an animated discussion on plus-minus last year, Mark, because in true 3-on-3, 4-on-4, 5-on-5, even-strength plus situations with the goalie, or even-strength situations with the goalies in the goal, Leon Dreisaitl was a plus player. He ended up minus because... The Oilers gave up 10 shorthanded goals despite having the best power play the NHL had seen in 40 years. And because the Oilers uh, dry settles on the ice for a bunch of empty netters against. Well, guess what? Guess who's leading the NHL in plus minus today? Mm-hmm. Leon dry settles at plus 22. Darnell Nurse is second at plus 29. Connor McDavid is plus 26. Mark, I can't be a hypocrite, okay? Drysaddle has benefited from the fact that the Oilers have not given up a lot of shorthanded goals against and because Edmonton's got a lot of empty net goals because they're a better team and they're ahead. How many but, empty net goals do they have this year? Oh, he's he's got a, I would have to look it up. Maybe one of the analytics guys can text us in here on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Off the top of my head, I, well, I mean, Drysaddle's got three points in the last two games with empty netters alone. So right. th- he ends up being, like, he went plus four last night. And, uh, but 
you know, as an over, some people think plus minus is a BS stat. It's more about uh, Fenwick or Corsi or whatever you want to, you know, focus on. The fact of the matter is, when you have the top two guys in the league in plus minus, and they're not named Connor McDavid, who's having an obscene season, Mark, that's probably a pretty good thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, listen. I think that, that this is the argument we had. I think you're bamboozling us, Bob, with all this talk about shorties and empty net goals. Yeah, they gave up 10 shorties last year. Well, Leon Dreisaitl has improved his plus-minus by 39 goals. Right? 39 goals. It's not about a few shorties and a few empty netters, pal. It's about two guys playing a way stronger, better game themselves and having a team around them that's looking at their superstars and going, hmm, these guys are doing it. we got to do it too. So, sure, we can do the math on shorties and empty netters. There's not enough of them to tell me why in 1920, McDavid and Dreisaitl were combined minus 13. Right, minus seven and minus six last year. The two leading scorers in the league were both minus players, and a lot of people thought, "How do I give a heart trophy to a guy who's a minus player?" Well, this year they're plus thirty-two and plus twenty-six, and that ain't because of shorthanded goals, pal. Well, and, and again, the dry settle was on the ice for ten shorthanded goals against last year. Otherwise, he yeah. would have been a plus player. And, and and you don't get a plus for scoring on the power play, and they had the best power play in the league. They've been such a disappointment this year, Mark, on the power play. Second at 26.5. I can't believe they're not. We'll see if they get to first by the end of the year. They're reeling in. Carolina's at 27.1, but the Oilers are second at 20, uh, 26.5. Look, this is, can you see the way that, like, are we seeing real trajectory here with this organization, Mark? You tell me. Oh, yeah. This is, this is finally, this is the real thing. You know, this is the real thing. And, and I go, like, there's the tangibles. You've got McDavid and Dreisaitl as your top scorers. You've watched Nurse take this huge step this year. You've got a good young defensive core. You've got a guy like Ployarby that's given you more than he ever gave you. Before. You know, McLeod's coming in, looks like a player, right? Those are the tangibles. And then you got the intangibles. You're not bringing in Andrew Ference to be your leader anymore. Nothing against Andrew, but when he got here, he wasn't that good. You're not bringing in... Milan Lucic to be your leader anymore or Matty Hendricks to be your leader anymore. You've grown your leadership group. Last night, Tippett made special point in a question I asked him to bring out his leadership group. And the guys he listed in the leadership group, Dreisaitl, McDavid, Nurse, Nugent Hopkins, and Larson. Larson's the only one that wasn't drafted by this team. And they've grown their, their group, Bob. They've grown the right type of people here. They've got now what Boston has with, had with Chara, Bergeron, Marshawn, you know, now Pasternak, Krejci. Evan has got that now. they got guys who new players come in here and they go, holy cow, watch Darnell Nurse and McDavid and Drysaddle and Larson. Watch them play. i got to play that way too. And if everybody plays the way they're playing, you're going to have a good team for a long time. Watch them practice. Yep, not Watch not practice. right Watch them in the gym. Right, watch and and that you look at Poliarvi and Yamamoto on the right side. Very, I mean, yes, the Poliarvi. It's crazy. I put the stat out today in the contrast between Patrick Liney, who's minus twenty six this year, and they've basically got the same numbers between Liney and Poliarvi. But one guy, it, you know, I, I talked to a manager of a Western Conference team a couple days ago. He used the term dog to describe the, the game right now with Patrick Liney. He said, right now, Patrick's got a lot of dog in his game. 
And he goes, and your your guy is dogged on the puck and relentless and is pursuing it, and he hasn't even scratched the surface of where he might be able to get to. Might. Because we're not 100% sure. Like, I'll grant you uh, Patrick Liney is a better finisher all day than yes, a pulley army. Right now, though, oh, yeah. right now, he's not a more effective player. Right now, yes, Sapoliarvi is a more effective player. And then you mentioned McLeod, and they'll eventually bring in Holloway. And what do McLeod, Poliarvi, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Holloway all have spec on top? Not just about some talent, but what else do they have that you need as it gets tougher to win? Side. You tell they're me, not, Bob. They're not small. They're not they're small. All big. They're not farts in the windstorm on the ice, right? They're all bigger bodies. So it's uh, it's it's an exciting time. All right, let's uh, talk about uh, two teams. Mark, we saw Calgary, and Edmonton took care of business on Saturday, knocked them out Vancouver uh, last night. Um, I, I, I know you thought that – I think you thought there should have been more significant change in the offseason in Calgary than maybe I did. I, I see Calgary back in the mix for – sort of the the third or fourth spot in the Pacific Division next year. I will grant you my expectation is Edmonton will compete with Vegas because they did last year. They were within three points of Vegas in the regular season. Yeah, no, they were right there. They were right yeah. there, and I, and I think the Oilers are going to have even a better and deeper team to start of next season than they have right now. Where are you at with Vancouver? Well, there's two sides to Vancouver. I think that Van, I, if you told me I could have the Flames roster or the Vancouver roster right now, I'd take Vancouver. They got more elite young players, right? They got Quinn Hughes on their blue line. Calgary doesn't have one of them. They got Elias Pettersson, a very young player up front, and they've got Bo Horvat. I don't think Calgary has either of those. I really like Bo Horvat. He's your second line. Good, strong, face-off man, good player. They got a winger in Besser, a younger guy that's still a real good player. So they got a bunch of pieces, you know. The other side of my story, I think, would be Bob, and I'll say this as much as I, I do respect Jim Benning, uh, he's been there a long time, and they're still not that close to being there. You know, I want to ask you about, I guess, Benning Entry Living. If you don't have a good team yet, how long is it going to take? Right? Is that yeah, fair? Yeah, uh, I think it's fair to question, you know, do you make the move or not? Uh, I, it's funny, I like Travis Green as a coach. You know, I, I, I think I think there's a coach there, and I just think their hands have been tied a little bit. And the end result, uh, you know, I mean, they're down six or eight bodies, but you know, they had they had a decent playoff run last year. They had some obvious warts, and 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 maybe some of those warts were sort of taken care of by the likes of Chris Tanev and Jacob Markstrom. But uh, you know, I don't think again, I don't think Calgary and Vancouver. I, I know it's frustrating for those markets that they're not going to be in the Canadian playoffs this year, and all of our focus is on this, and we're all in situations of partial or total lockdown or shutdown, which maybe further. Uh, magnifies the amount of attention that NHL hockey has at this time in Canada, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you work in the business. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, I think those two teams will be back in the hunt next year. And if I was Vancouver, I'd find a way no matter what to keep Travis Green as head coach. I don't know yeah, about Benny. I, I, would do, I would do the same. I, I'm not saying that, uh, you know what, I think Tree Living, I, I will say that Jim Benning has stalked the cupboards there a lot better. Right again, they have a good young core in Vancouver that I don't, I don't see that good young core in Calgary. But um, Calgary, think I mean, think about Calgary, Bob. They've been that team that's crept in the playoffs for all these years and they never win. They never win around. They've been the, they've been a, a little bit better than Edmonton for the last twenty years. But 
not very good, right? You know, I think I don't know. Maybe maybe Edmonton's smarter because they got all these first round picks or first overall picks. I don't know what it is, but you know, Calgary. The only thing Calgary's been good at is being about a place or two or eight or nine points ahead of Edmonton. Yeah, and after that, the Flames haven't accomplished anything. By the way, Mark, Stephen has texted the show to say, laugh out loud, all these stats you po- uh, you brought up uh, are irrelevant. They haven't seen all the teams, so the stats would be a lot different each way. Less goals against, yeah, they didn't see a lot of the other teams, elite players, goalies, etc. from Stephen. You know, I, I, and we get a little bit of that Eastern sort of blowback on the Canadian division. Have you taken a look at who three of the worst five defensive teams in the NHL are? They have yeah. three, of the, three of the five lowest save percentages in the entire National Hockey League. The Flyers, the Sabres, yeah. and the and Devils. Devils. They're all in the East. There's some bad teams in every division. Ottawa is 6 1 and 1 in their last eight games. They've actually been, they started the year, they won one of their first 13 games. Other than playing Edmonton, they've been a highly competitive team this year for a lot of teams with a lot of really good young players spec. So and they've taken a lot of points away from teams for sure. Hey, listen, I, 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 the stats are out. Like guys have done. It, it, you know, there was a a little while. I guess it was last week. Everyone was taking shots at the North Division, and a lot of Canadian hockey writers put out a lot of stats that really refuted that it's not a thing. You know, I'm not saying it's the strongest division, but it's not a cakewalk division with all bad teams. That's a, that's a bad take. It's fake. You know, it's misinformation, Bob. Right? Look at the California West division. They got those three California teams that aren't very good. You know, and they got Arizona. Right? Arizona hasn't been very good for 25 years. So misinformation, right? There's there's poor teams in the north, and there's some real good teams in the north, and these stats stand up for me just fine. All right, Spec, awesome stuff as always. Uh, thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. You, are you good for a Friday hit here? Yeah, well, it depends what Al May says coming up. I'm a little worried that uh, he's going to refute everything you and I just talked about. Uh, that'll be an interesting one. 123 in Edmonton. Uh, that is Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. He'll join us for his hit on Friday at 1 o'clock. We will uh, take a quick timeout. Lots to still get to on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. And when we come back, our Oilers Now prospect report. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry, a legacy of excellence. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Chet. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is 125 in Edmonton. Time for the Oilers Now Prospect Report, brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry. A legacy of excellence. Make your new dream home or custom renovation a reality. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com. Here we go. Yesterday we had Jerry Johansson on from the Sports Corporation. So last night, a couple uh, snippets to watch a bit of the game between Sweden and the United States. And he referenced Fabian Lizell, 
who turned out to be the player of the game for Sweden as they upset the Americans in a tournament, the U18 championship that Sweden traditionally dominates. Lizell is a five foot ten, hundred eighty pound right shooting right wing. He played this season with Lulia in the uh, Swedish Hockey League. He played twenty six games and had uh, two goals and three points. He played for for Alunda's, uh junior national team and uh, played a three goal at uh, eleven games and had three goals and thirteen points. So he played with the men at the uh, World Junior championship so far he's got three goals and seven points in five games his name fabian lizell he is going to go probably in the top 20 of the draft i believe that bob mckenzie had him ranked 12th uh for the upcoming uh nhl entry draft so a talented swedish right shooting skilled winger you can never have enough of one of those guys that is our orders now Prospect Report brought to you Tuesdays and Thursdays by Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry. Old saying in the car business, Cars Cost Less in Wetaskiwin, Brent Ridge Ford, 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. Open six days of work to serve you, uh, six days a week, a work week to serve you. Oh, um, most people I know actually work about a six-day uh, work week if they're lucky. And uh, they're open six days a week. Over at Brent Ridge Ford, they are following all of their COVID protocols to protect both their customers and the staff. Uncle Milt says they're low on used vehicle inventory, which makes now a perfect time for you to sell. Let the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. I have a feeling our next guest, El May, uh, will uh, have a very intriguing perspective on the Tom Wilson situation. He's up after a Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.